Welcome to Pre-K Spot Talks. I am Melissa, your host and the founder of Pre-K Spot, the spot for early childhood educators to open up their teaching. I am your guide down the open-ended child-led teaching path, and together we will explore strategies and ideas so that you may open up your teaching to less stress, more engagement, and an overall joyful child-led classroom. Hey, hey, educator friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Pre-K Spot Talks, hosted by me, Melissa May. This is season six, episode two, all about storytelling. This is one of my favorite topics because storytelling touches our lives and touches the classroom in so many different ways. We are basically weaving dreams with words when you are storytelling. I also love storytelling so much because it blends so seamlessly with play. It naturally and authentically is a part of play. Oftentimes, children are trying to tell their story through their play. And it is such an amazing connective piece to their emergent literacy and the foundation of reading that why wouldn't we talk about it? So let's embark on this fascinating journey into the heart of early learning through the magic of storytelling. Imagine a world where each word is a brushstroke, painting vivid landscapes in the minds of young learners. This is the world we enter through storytelling. A world where imagination is the key to unlocking endless possibilities. Storytelling isn't just about narrating tales. It's about weaving a tapestry of imagination that captivates the minds of young children. From the whimsical tales of talking animals to the fantastical realms of fairies and dragons, stories open a gateway to worlds unseen and adventures unbound. They are the seeds from which the beautiful garden of a child's imagination grows. In early childhood, imagination isn't just play. It's a crucial aspect of development. It's during these formative years of early childhood that storytelling helps shape the cognitive and emotional growth of children. Remember our job as a brain architect? This is a huge part of it. As they listen to stories, they learn to visualize scenarios, understand emotions, and develop empathy. This imaginative play is a cornerstone in pre-literacy skills, nurturing a child's ability to create mental images and understand symbolic thinking, skills that are fundamental in reading and writing. When a child listens to a story, they're not just processing words. They're building worlds in their minds. This mental construction is a workout for the brain, enhancing memory, attention, and sequencing skills. It's like a gym session for young minds where neurons are the weights and stories are the trainers. There's also a huge emotional connection to storytelling, not just cognitive and developmental milestones. Storytelling isn't just about cognitive development. It's equally about emotional connections. A story can be a mirror reflecting a child's own experiences or a window into the lives of others. Through stories, children learn to navigate the sea of emotions, understanding feelings like joy, sadness, fear, and courage. It's through these narratives that children find characters to relate to and learn lessons about resilience, kindness, and perseverance. The role of parents and educators in this narrative journey is pivotal. By choosing stories that resonate with children's experiences and interests, 
they can become architects of imagination. Reading aloud isn't just about the words. It's about the tone, the expression, the excitement that brings a story to life. It's about pausing at the right moment to let the suspense build or changing your voice to match the character, making the story an immersive experience. I have to admit that multiple times this year, I've been able to draw my students in enough that when something happens, I've scared them a couple of times. I've made one or two of my students jump out of their seat Uh, during a story because of a suspenseful or quiet moment and then a big happening. For example, in the story, The Gruffalo, when the mouse discovers that there's really a Gruffalo, he goes, don't you know, there's no such thing as a Gruffalo. Oh, and I did it with such enthusiasm and it was so quiet and then it was loud that one of my kids literally jumped up off the carpet because I scared her. And I felt really bad. She was fine, no crying, nothing like that. But This is exactly what we mean by this portion of the podcast when we're talking about really engaging yourself in the story. Pretend you're putting on a show and you will have your kids sucked in. In our colorful world, stories are the rainbows that bridge diverse cultures and perspectives. By introducing children to stories from different cultures and backgrounds, we open their eyes to a rich tapestry of our world. It teaches them to appreciate diversity, understand different viewpoints, and become global citizens from an early age, especially in a classroom like mine in a really diverse city like New York City. We need to have lots of books representing lots of people for all of those windows and mirrors for all of the students in our class. But let's talk a little more about how we make storytelling engaging. It's about using every tool in your storytelling toolkit, from animated voices to props and storyboards. It's about involving children in the story, asking them questions, letting them predict what might happen next, or even come up with their own endings. My favorite books for coming up with an own ending are a lot of the books written by John Klassen and Mac Barnett, like Triangle, Circle, or uh, I Want My Hat Back. They have inferred endings so you kind of have to not that you have to guess what happened but they kind of make you infer what happened and never actually say what happened so I absolutely love using those books for exercises in children coming up with their own endings and as we weave our way through this enchanting world of stories we're not just telling tales we're building foundations of lifelong learning So in our next segment, we'll explore how these narratives intertwine in the world of play, enhancing learning in ways that are as joyful as they are educational. So we just explored the enchanting world of storytelling and its impact on imagination. Now let's turn the page to our next chapter, Stories at Play. Here, we will uncover how storytelling and play intertwine, creating a vibrant tapestry of learning and development. So let's talk about the symphony of storytelling and play. Imagine a playground where every slide, swing, and sandbox is a story waiting to unfold. This is what happens when storytelling merges with play. It's a symphony where narrative and imagination dance together. They each play an activity becoming a scene in a child's unfolding story. In this magical realm, a cardboard box transforms into a spaceship and a playhouse becomes a castle and dolls become characters in an epic saga. 
So there's different types of play that can be enriched by stories. In the universe of play, there are many galaxies to explore. Let's look at a few. Role play. Children love stepping into the shoes of others, whether it's a firefighter or a teacher or a mythical creature. Role playing is storytelling in action. Through these roles, children explore different scenarios, solve problems, and understand the world around them. Role playing is a huge factor in children understanding empathy. When they get to step into somebody else's shoes, which we all know is basically the definition of empathy, through their play, they get to take on the roles. They get to take on the feelings, and this is their first steps into empathy. So if you are struggling with a child who you feel needs more empathy and needs to understand this more, do a lot of role-playing and allow a lot of room for role-playing during playtime. Constructive play. Building blocks aren't just toys. They're the building blocks of stories. As children stack, arrange, and build, they're not just creating structures. They're crafting narratives. Each tower is a castle, a bridge, a pathway to adventure, or maybe a muddy puddle for a pig. Recently, I had a student who built an entire house, added a whole bunch of loose parts, added tons of detail, little rooms in different areas, just so she could create this house for her piggy stuffy. And then her piggy stuffy rolled around in the mud. He had a bed. He was watching TV. And he got to play out an entire scenario. And it ended up really being a full story about this pig. Let's think about dramatic play. This is where children's storytelling takes center stage quite literally. Through dramatic play, children act out stories, learning to express emotions and collaborate with others. It's a rehearsal for real life in safe in the safe confines of imagination. So storytelling in play isn't just fun. It's a serious business in the development department. It enhances cognitive skills like problem solving, sequencing, and spatial awareness. Socially, It teaches children to take turns, understand different perspectives, and develop empathy. It's like a workout for both the brain and the heart together. Storytelling is a great way to enhance a curriculum. So if you're using the creative curriculum like we have to this year, storytelling is a great way to stay on topic or theme, whatever your study is, but still sort of let the children lead and create a way to play and things like that. So that way you are doing what you need to do and meeting your requirements, but you are still keeping it child-led, playful, and doing the things that should be done without having to follow the curriculum exactly. Another great way to meet the requirements of a curriculum that you're using is to just ask children to tell a story about the topic. So they could have written a story about trees during our tree study. We just didn't do that because that's kind of not the direction it went in, but we could just ask children to all come up with a sentence about a tree and put it together to make a book, or they can act out an entire tree story, or they can act out the tree story that they just made. So there's lots of different ways, especially through storytelling, to support the themes and curriculums that you're doing while still keeping the children at the center and play as the vehicle. As adults, our role is to be the facilitators of these magical experiences. It's about providing the right environment, props, and sometimes the initial storyline. But once the stage is set, let the children be the directors of their play. Our job is to observe, participate when invited, 
and enjoy the wondrous spectacle of children's imagination at play. So here's another example. I've just recently started telling some stories with some puppets. And one of my students said to me at the end of the day the other day, hey, we didn't tell a puppet story with the gingerbread girl. And I said, that's because I don't have gingerbread girl puppets. And she goes, well, can you make some? I turned around and I said, of course I can make some. But I also added, can you make some? And she goes, oh, yeah. So if you need to add some puppets, children asking for puppets for a certain story, they can go ahead and make them. The more that you kind of do these things as a model, the more the children will do them if they have the opportunity and the environment set up to be able to make those things during their playtime. Props, as we were just talking about, can be powerful tools in storytelling. They don't have to be elaborate. Everyday objects can transform into magical items. A scarf becomes a superhero cape, a spoon turns into a magic wand, and a box becomes a treasure chest. It's not about the prop, it's about the story it sparks. We are all about the props or different things as different things in this classroom. Loose parts are food or we have lots of materials which can be blankets or dresses or capes or things like that. And as I just said, you can make your own puppets and you can use whatever you have in the classroom to be whatever it needs to be during a story. An effective way to integrate storytelling into play is to invite children to contribute to a story. Ask them questions like, what do you think happens next? Or how would your character solve this problem? This not only makes the story more engaging, but also enhances their problem solving and creative thinking skills. I also really love to use mentor texts. I mentioned the John Klassen and Mac Barnett books. Often if I'm having children write their first story, I use Laura Numeroff style, like if you give a mouse a cookie, to help them write one of their first stories. And we do lots of different types of storytelling, too. We also take just oral stories from the children, just whatever they want to tell. We record it, write it down, and then act it out. And there's lots of opportunities for storytelling through play and lots of different ways to approach it. And the more you do all in one year in or time space or time period, the better. We now know that stories are not just told They're lived and experienced in the vibrant world of play. We've danced through the realms of imagination and play, and now we arrive at a crucial juncture in our storytelling journey, from listening to reading. We're going to unveil how storytelling forms the foundation for early literacy and reading skills. This is how you sell play and how you sell storytelling and play because it is going to be the foundation for their future reading. Storytelling is like a bridge that connects the land of spoken words to the kingdom of written words. As children listen to stories, they're not just entertained. They're subconsciously absorbing the rhythms, sounds, and structures of language. This is the groundwork upon which reading skills are built. One of the first gifts of storytelling is the enrichment of vocabulary. Each new story is a treasure trove of words, phrases, and expressions. Children encounter words in context, making it easier for them to grasp meanings and nuances. It's like a linguistic adventure where every story adds new words to a child's verbal map. But storytelling is more than just words. 
It's about understanding. As children listen to stories, they learn to follow plots, recognize cause and effect, and predict outcomes. This narrative comprehension is a stepping stone in understanding written stories and texts. It's like laying the tracks for the train of reading to glide smoothly. The power of storytelling also lies in its structure, the beginning, middle, and end. This familiar pattern helps children understand how stories are constructed, a skill that translates directly into their reading journey. They learn that every story has a flow, a sequence, and this knowledge becomes a compass as they navigate the world of written narratives. Studies have also shown that early storytelling experiences are linked to better reading comprehension skills late in later years. Children who are exposed to a rich variety of stories tend to be more proficient readers. It's as if storytelling plants the seeds that bloom into reading abilities later. And let's not forget the emotional connection that stories create. A child who loves listening to stories will naturally gravitate towards reading. It's like lighting a fire of curiosity that leads them to seek more stories, more adventures in the pages of books. As parents and educators, our role in this transition from listening to reading is vital. It's about creating a rich environment of stories, but also about showing enthusiasm for reading. When children see adults engrossed in books, they understand that reading is not just an activity. It's an adventure. So some tips for encouraging early reading. Read alouds, something we all know we have to do, but I still have to say it. Continue to read aloud, even when children start reading themselves. It reinforces their love for stories and supports their reading journey. Choose interactive books. Books with interactive elements like flaps or textures can make the reading experience more engaging for young children. Discuss stories. After reading, discuss the story. Ask questions, share opinions, and encourage children to express their thoughts. Storytelling is not just the act of telling tales. It's the art of laying the foundation for a lifelong journey of reading and learning. So as we've journeyed through the enchanting realms of imagination, play, and the stepping stones to reading, now it's time to equip you with the magical tools from the Storyteller's Toolkit. Whether you're a parent, educator, or anyone involved in a child's life, these tips are keys to unlocking the wondrous world of storytelling. Crafting Engaging Stories First, let's talk about crafting stories that not only captivate but also inspire young minds. Personalized stories. Children love hearing about themselves in stories. Weave tales where they are the heroes, facing challenges and triumphing. It not only makes the story engaging, but also boosts their self-esteem. If you're having an issue in the classroom, we all know that social stories is one of the first places to go to help solve this issue. Besides having a whole meeting about it. Tell a real-life story with one of the kids in it, or maybe not the kid's name. That way you're not singling anybody out. And the kids will probably love it and not even realize that you're trying to solve a problem. Or if you just want to reflect, 
tell a story to reflect on things you are seeing in the classroom. And then you can use the children's real names because they think it's just about them, even though it might be about them or might not be about them. It's just about the community as a whole. And I guarantee that you will start to see differences in the way that they act and treat the community by just telling these stories. Use everyday experiences. Stories don't always have to be about distant lands or fantastical creatures. Even a trip to the grocery store can become an adventure with a little imagination. Involve emotions. Stories that include a range of emotions help children understand and express their own feelings. It's a gentle way to teach empathy and emotional intelligence. The magic of storytelling amplifies when it becomes interactive. Here's how you can turn storytelling into an engaging two-way street. Ask questions. Pause your story. Ask questions. What do you think will happen next? How would you solve this problem? It encourages children to think critically and creatively. Change endings. Encourage children to come up with alternative endings to stories. This not only makes it interactive, but also sparks their creativity. Use props and puppets. Props and puppets can bring stories to life. They don't have to be elaborate. Simple handmade puppets or everyday objects can transform into powerful storytelling tools. I posted an Instagram reel recently about simple puppets that you can make in the classroom. Paper bags, popsicle sticks, traced paper, simple things like that. They really don't need to be fancy. So let's talk a little bit about the art of narration. How you tell the story isn't as important as the story itself. So here are some tips to enhance your narration skills. Vary your voice. Use different voices for different characters. It makes the story more dynamic and keeps children engaged. Add sound effects and gestures. Clap, stomp, whisper, or use facial expressions. These add an element of surprise and excitement to your storytelling. Pause for effect. Sometimes the power of storytelling lies in the silence. A well-timed pause can build suspense and keep children on the edge of your seats. That is exactly how I roped my children in when I accidentally scared them during some of the stories. Creating rituals. I love a good classroom ritual. Storytelling can become a cherished ritual. Here's how to make it part of your daily routine. Set aside story time. Whether it's before bedtime or during a specific time of the day, have a designated story time. It creates a sense of anticipation and routine. Create a storytelling space. Designate a special corner for storytelling. It could be a cozy nook with pillows or a special chair. This space becomes synonymous with the joy of stories. One year, the way that our schedule worked and just the way that the classroom was flowing, we would eat a snack, and then the kids that were done with the snack would build the storytelling stage, and then we would do storytelling right after. And we built the stage by just putting together big hollow blocks and making a stage over the carpet area, like a rectangle shape. But the kids knew that this is where the stories were to be told and they always knew that it was happening and they used to love to finish help so that they could help set it up. And it was a great little routine and ritual. Involve the children. Let children choose the story sometimes or decide on the setting of the next tale. This makes them feel involved and eager for story time. 
as we bring our storytelling journey to a close, remember that each story you tell, each word you weave, is a thread in the tapestry of a child's growth. In the power of storytelling lies the magic to inspire, educate, and transform. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Pre-K Spot Talks. I'm Melissa May, and I can't wait to share more adventures with you in our next episode. Until then, keep the stories alive and the imagination thriving, and don't forget to play on.